Welcome to the Shake Up Podcast. I'm your host and co-founder of Mr. Consistent, Jared Bell. This is a podcast where we invite friends of the brand into our studio. We get to know their story a little bit better. We chat all things business, culture, and marketing, all while shaking up a few cocktails. This week on the Shake Up Podcast, we are kicking off LGBTQ plus history month with an absolute banger. We have the roller skating, bingo ball, slinging, dancing queer, Mr. Christian Nims himself. Christian shares his personal journey surrounding the hardships he faced and the triumphs with owning his true identity. He was welcomed into the LGBTQ plus community with open arms and has embraced every step of the way. Christian is now being featured in Flamboyance at Pink Flamingo here on the Gold Coast. He's also known as the ball boy here at the drag bingo night on the Gold Coast. Seeing how far he's come in a short amount of time, it's without a doubt that his talent and open-minded nature will take him to some amazing places. Let's give Christian the warm welcome he deserves and let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of The Shake Up. We have a very special guest on our show this week. He's caught an Uber. He's ready for a cocktail. He's just taught 60 kids. He's been, what have you been teaching him? Circus? Circus workshop. Circus yeah. workshop. It's Christian Nimri. Did I say yeah. that right? And Christian is in here. We're going to drink a couple of cocktails. We're going to get to know you and uh, learn a little bit about you. And he's a bartender. So I reckon, or well, ex-bartender, six, you've been out of the business for six months. Six months or so. But yeah. you reckon you're going to take the title. I so. take the title. <laughs> I'm looking for it. <laughs> Christian, are you you're born and bred Gold Coast? Um, I was born in Sydney, yep. but my family moved up in the year 2000. So yeah, okay. I would say pretty much born and bred Gold Coast. Goldie, love and life. And you, uh, what's your background? You're from, like your family's from like, Kirsten was telling me like from Jordan or somewhere Correct. like that? Correct, Jordan, yeah. So yeah. both my mum and my dad are from Jordan, but so cool. um, my whole family, like my all my sisters have been born in Sydney. Yeah, okay. Have you visited there? Uh, we used uh, Jordan. Yeah. I was like, Sydney? No. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> not, not currently. <laughs> uh, Jordan, I visited, I visited a few times, but when I was a lot younger. Yeah. I would love to go now that I'm like a fully, full adult, barely adult, but uh, so I can actually experience it properly. Yeah. 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 Do you guys, you guys still like the cult, like I don't know much about the culture of Egypt or Jordan and that kind of stuff. You guys still very much involved in that? Like um, your parents bring that kind of stuff over? It's just. Not really. I think. I think my parents really didn't want us to have a difficult life yeah. with, you know, racism, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So they really tried to let us be westernized. Yeah. So I think we don't necessarily have it or we don't outwardly yeah, are yeah. super like Arab everywhere. But yeah, yeah. when we're at home, we're all just like. So fun. That's so cool. And you, you've been on the Gold Coast since 2000. You studied uni. You like working in bars and stuff like that. That's sort of your background. I guess like Kirsten's got you on the podcast because you guys work together, right? Yeah, yeah, we worked at Light Years together. Yeah, cool. Kirsten used to work for us at the collective as well. Ooh. Times. Yeah. But I, you obviously, you were bartending and you made it. And the reason we're doing this episode, just so everyone knows, it, it is I need to say it right because I always say the words in the wrong, like the letters in the wrong affirmation. LGBTQ. Plus, yeah. History Month is this month. Mm-hmm. And as a brand, we wanted to, like, we have so many people in this business in that community. And we kind of, you'll see the uh, the content going out. We're, we're getting everyone to sort of tell their stories that want to tell their stories. And sh- we want to show our support as a brand because, yeah. fuck, it is, like, I'm going to get Jess to come in soon, who's our graphic designer. Yeah. Also yeah. Know. She's been working on a huge project mm-hmm. and a huge campaign. 
to basically support the community and stand up, be proud. And yeah, like it's Oh man. Yeah, yeah, cool. We're so excited. And as a brand, as a position, like we've got a really it's it's very humbling the voice that we have as a as a business Mm. in that younger generation currently, like in cocktails and food and beverage and all the hospitality, like so many people in that community work and live and breathe that whole yeah, life that, that lifestyle as well yeah it's so good i've got so many friends like it's cool so that's why we've got you in here because we want to learn a little bit about you and your story because mm-hmm. you have i guess in the last six months started to become really a part of that culture on the gold coast yeah. with leaving <clears throat> bartending to doing drag bingo everything drag bingo is at miami marketer, marketer yeah bingo, so cool uh pink flamingo and now just doing like corporate gigs as well it's like getting just private bookings and so crazy. good yeah and you because you i went on your instagram and you're like the roller skate dude <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it's so sick yeah. <laughs> i love a good role and that, skate. so what's your what's your role with um i guess like drag bingo like who's the brainchild of that because in sydney i lived in sydney not that long ago and they used to have it every wednesday night and it was sick like it was mm. awesome but it wasn't before i left to go to sydney on the gold coast not that common yeah um and a lot of like there's been gay bars and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But it, the culture I feel is starting to really ramp up, ramp up. Yeah. And yeah. it's really cool. I love it. Yeah. So with drag bingo, um, the brainchild of that, I would probably say is Natasha St. James. Uh, very, very legendary drag queen on the Gold Coast. Yep. Uh, she kind of brought drag queen bingo to Miami Marquetta when uh, the referendum yep. was happening was the yes, no vote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like when it started. So it's been a good, how long is that? Like four or five years now. And she brought it all in. Uh, and then I kind of got involved with Drag Bingo a little bit on accident. <laughs> I knew Natasha from a very long time ago because she was good friends with another mutual friend of mine. And uh, she always used to, when I saw her when working at General Pants, she used to see me and go, Oh, that big Jordanian booty. <laughs> and yeah. And she came up to me one day and I, I had only ever worked in hospitality, that kind of thing. And she came up to me and was like, do you want to, can you come and be the ball boy at drag bingo? So the ball boy is literally just me. I just roll the balls, spin the wheel, pull spin the, the wheel, get the balls out, say a rhyme. A lot of the time we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. like Blue 22, <laughs> two swimming ducks. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, like, yeah, we like we say really dumb shit. Like yeah, uh, 21, put a finger in my bum. Like, yeah. like, like we're trying to get creative mine. with it. But it. I came in there and I hadn't roller skated yet either. So <laughs> only six months into drag bingo, I started roller skating. And I decided one day, oh, I'm going to bring my roller skates. Is it okay if I do like a roller skating number? And they were like, fuck yeah, go for it. Like, let's do it. Let's go. And I hid behind the chair, uh, the table, sorry, and then had the roller skates on. Song came on. And I, and when num- the number 69 comes out, I do a surprise show. <laughs> and I, I peer out of this table. No one's seen the bottom half of me and I've got fucking roller skates on. And the crowd was like insane. This is the first time they've ever seen it. Like, Turn up. And that was, yeah, the the rest is history from that. It was like, after that, that was the beginning of my roller skating career. The career. (laughs) And then it kind of leaded into, I guess, um, the flamboyance thing, which is the show at Pink Flamingo here on the Gold Coast. And though, like, having a show like that, like that being a part of that must be pretty cool as well. Like, what was, because the shows before that, before COVID, they were okay. Mm. But I feel like this, the show that you guys are doing currently 
has given that venue and that place like this huge resurgence and people yeah. are coming back in and they're loving it. Yeah. I think as a whole, just um, for Pink Flamingo as a whole, the ending of COVID on the Gold Coast, I'll say the ending of Gold Coast. It's <laughs> never, there's no, no end. It's like, just started again. Uh, yeah. Today. Actually, today in Miami. Like, <laughs> no, the um, kind of just the opening up of everything. Everyone is so thirsty to go see a show. So mm-hmm. everything has just been so popular. So the start of Flamboyance was almost perfect timing because everyone was like, oh, it's a new show. Oh, it's drag queens. Let's go. Like, yeah. Um, but Flamboyance was, it kind of was created to be a safe space for all of us queer folk. Yep. So it was created so that we could always have a place to go because there was no gay bars. There was no gay clubs on the Gold Coast. There was just like a monthly gay event that would happen. Honestly, not even monthly. It would happen every few months. Yeah. And you'd rock up and there'd only be like 20 people there because everyone's in Brisbane yeah, because yeah. it's such a good community up there. Yeah. Um, and it's just turned into such a magic, like a magical thing. Like you can walk into Pink Flamingo and it's such a queer friendly space. There's so many queer people working there as well. Yeah, and, that's cool. Um, Flamboyance has just created like this awesome opportunity for like queer people like just go in and they just come and dress as themselves and it's fucking beautiful. It's like just people wanting to be themselves. Yeah, and giving literally. Giving them a place to literally do what they want. Yeah. And we've even had straight people come and just be like, oh, I want to dress in drag. And they dress in drag to come and watch the show. And it's just like, yeah, like, let's go. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Like, um, but Flamboyance was also a bit of a brainchild of Natasha yeah, as well. Okay, cool. So she brought it to Pink Flamingo and then yeah. um, Pink Flamingo kind of helped create it to make it big, a big show and then obviously advertised it and gave us the platform to perform there. And What's your role there now? Because you obviously like you. There's no there's no bingo. So there's no ball boy. What's well, there's bingo role? still. At, oh, is it? Yeah. So bingo's every Wednesday at Miami Marquetta. Oh, but like on at Flamboyance. Oh, at Flamboyance. That's on Sundays. Yeah. And I I do a lot. <laughs> I do a lot there. <laughs> so I roller skate. Yeah. I have my own little like spot number. Like I'm a sexy cat. It's <laughs> it's a bit fucked. Yeah. But <laughs> sexy yes. cat. Um, I do some aerial stuff. Um, and I also host and dance there. So I do a bit of everything. So it's a fucking busy night. It's a busy, <laughs> not re- like it sounds busy, but not really because the show goes for how long? Maybe 90 minutes or something. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's, it goes like that, but I do everything in the show. It's do you really guys great. have to, re- do you guys still rehearse or is just got it down pat now? Not as much. We, we rehearse if we want to add some stuff or maybe just like change a few things up. Yeah. But, um, I think the only thing that really needs rehearsing in my eyes for me is the aerial stuff. Yeah. It's just general fitness. And if I want to like add a new trick or something there. Yeah, new, new little trick. <laughs> like a flip little or something. Move as a I little don't know, sexy like a cat. Jiggle as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find like some of the Brisbane crew like are starting to come down like and start to be part of that community? Because you guys would always go up. Yeah. Find they're starting to come down and be a part of that. Definitely. Um, I think especially at the start of Flamboyance, because Flamboyance has been going since January. Yeah, it's, which had, it's had some good legs. Crazy yeah. to me. Um, but especially at the start, it was people were coming down because I was like, oh, there's an actual gay club on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Like, let's go check it out. But now, because of COVID and the longest lockdowns happening in like Sydney and Melbourne, people are moving up to the Gold Coast and the queer community here is like huge. It's getting yeah, bigger. It's growing, huh? Like there's a, a new bar, I think, open. Chameleon. Yeah, the other really day. Really great place yeah. too. Yeah. So cool. And that place is another, honestly, it's it's awesome to have a spot that you can go and just, you know, everyone there is like part of the spectrum. And yeah. it's just like, it's absolutely crazy being in a room and you've got like 60 queer people just going crazy. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious because you're just like, wow, 
Gay, 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 gay. Fire. How good. I'm so glad that kind of stuff's happening. Like, it must be shit in Sydney. Like, especially for that community. Like, I yeah. we lived on Oxford Street. So, yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Like, huge. Gay capital of the world. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, and, like, everywhere you go. Like, it's it was awesome. Like, we loved living there. And oh, I couldn't imagine. Like, lockdown down there is just horrible. I can yeah. imagine people wanting to get out. And like, well, I think Mardi Gras was. Um, even cancelled this year or yeah it was or was put in the stadium or something yeah for like yeah and it was it was like put in the stadium everyone was in the everyone had to sit down around the yeah, the yeah. Seats <laughs> and the the parade was in the middle of the like an olympic like an like opening <laughs> ceremony of the olympics or something and like everyone's cheering like yeah they can't stand up so they're just like, yeah. like <laughs> oh my god yeah now i had a few, I, had, I had a few friends go to mardi gras this year and they they said it was still fun because they obviously you go to like all the private parties and stuff. And that's yeah, where, that's where it's at, kind of. But thing. a lot of the, um, I guess the like, we've got some stockers down there that yeah. are right in that area, and it's it's their favorite weekend. Like, the bars are full, the pubs are full. Yeah, there's queer people everywhere. Uh-huh. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's dressed up. Like yeah. the atmosphere and that. And, and I've never been. I, I we missed it by like a week or something last mm. time we're down there. But, um, I've been to one in New York. Oh like, wow. Like when we got married, it would like, and the end, yeah, the end of the parade was at the bottom of our, like at the bottom of our Airbnb. Yeah. Oh, that's and, mental. Yeah. <laughs> and and there's a and there was a um a bar at the bottom, like a gay bar at the bottom Fantastic. that had drags and stuff. Like so, our room was just like, <laughs> like this party. <laughs> You guys from like, like fucking Wednesday, great. From like, like Wednesday through to Sunday, like this bar was just going yeah. off. Like we ended up going down there. Like, but like experiencing that culture and mm-hmm. like that many people, like just yeah. there to have a good time. And a lot of amazing. like a lot of queer people find that party culture is where kind of that's where they can really express themselves and mm. be who they are. Especially when you have a bit of liquid courage. Yeah, like finally yeah, I can yeah. really be like, I can, I can be myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like. Gay people know how to party. Absolutely. It's scary. If you ever get a chance to experience one of those. Yeah. Mardi Gras. A, don't just watch Be A Part. Like it is yeah. awesome. We had a Mardi Gras party at Pink Flamingo. Oh, yeah. And we walked in and um, we got interviewed by ABC and they like came in. I think it was ABC. They came in and they asked us a few questions about Mardi Gras. But we had a huge Mardi Gras party at Pink Flamingo. And it was probably one of the most spiritually gay moments I've had in my entire life. Like... Because at the end of our show, we have a, it's like a spot number. Yeah. And it's Justine Case does, you know, the song, This Is Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Greatest Showman. Yeah, yeah. And she did This Is Me. And it was this really like spiritual moment. I was sitting in the crowd because we were all finished and it's just Justine. Um, And she sings that. And then all these like rainbow flags come out and it's a really, really beautiful moment. And the song finishes and it's like all these can, all this confetti and everyone, I'm sitting there just making out with this guy. <laughs> like, and I was like, this is the gayest I've ever been. Like, <laughs> and it was the funnest night I've had at Pink Flamingo ever. It was That's so good. so yeah. sick. How good. <laughs> Man, I lo- honestly, like, the, I, I can't tell people enough. Like, if you, like, go to Pink Flamingo, but go to, like, the parties and those kind of things, mm. man. It's just, the vibe is different. Yep. The, like, it's so... I don't know. There's something about it, and I like. I love the the energy in the mm. room and that kind of stuff. They just love dance. Like no one gives a fuck. No one's. Yeah. No, I feel like there's no judging eyes. Nah. Like you go to a bar and you're like, oh, look at him dancing. Over yeah. There. 
drunk idiot. But everyone's, so everyone's there just like, like woohoo, do what you want. Yeah. It's the best. Probably find a pinger on the floor or something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pick it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would never do that. Well, don't tell you, mum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this speed test. Because you, you reckon, I'm on. <laughs> you reckon you made a margarita in 20 seconds? Absolutely, from yeah. like scratch. I reckon. I reckon there's a there's a I'm very terrified. there's a real good chance I'm going to lose my title today. I haven't stretched. But first, I want to get red in here because, like, I want to show you a bit of the campaign and what we're doing with what it is. Because girl in red, bring her in. I love her. She's worked so hard on this. Yeah. Like, and we've obviously got loads of these people. That, like, that are, sorry, not people, but we've got. They're not of, people. Yeah, they're not people. They're in the community. <laughs> they're not people. <laughs> you heard it here first. Ready? Oh, I'm so excited! Yeah, <laughs> you get to sit where I'm sitting, and you get to t- tell tell Christian. Hey, you get to tell Christian all about this. Oh, look at those badges. Yeah, we got. Ba- I got badges for you. <laughs> we got everything. Yeah, just wait till you see this. <laughs> I'm so excited. No, not at all. But yes, at the same time. Oh, that's so fucking sick! Do you like it? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the mic, red. Oops, sorry. Oh, oh. I'm I'm a small person. Small person. That is amazing. You like it? That's gay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that was that was the aim. Yeah. 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 That's like that's like gay on acid. Like, like perfect. Yum. Cute. Um. Yeah. So the whole vibe with it is sort of a 60s, 70s kind of vibe. Um. Because it's LGBTQ plus history month next month. So the reason why we went with the sort of um. Late 60s, early 70s is obviously like Stonewall riots happened in 1968. And um, a lot of the first like activist groups um, came about around then. So I thought that was a really good place to start with the idea. Plus, I mean, look at all the groovy patterns. A brand that's (laughs) done their research. Excuse me. What the (laughs) (laughs) fuck? Yeah, amazing. Um, Yeah, so it's really fun. We're really promoting the message of like stand up, stand up, be proud. Absolutely. Um, And I fully believe that like doing things publicly helps pave the way for um, people in the community um like you and i to be able to fully express themselves publicly 100%. and slowly get to that point where yeah. we're not scared to do that absolutely um, yeah, yeah seriously so, so excited about oh this. that's so amazing <laughs> and honestly as a like a brand on the gold coast uh if you lived on the gold coast two years ago it's completely different what it is to it now like so different. the fact that this is just so current you're able to just release this and oh that makes my heart flutter i'm so happy about that it's been so exciting oh, making wow. this I'm so glad you like Yay, it. Yay, congrats. That's so cool. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, let's go. <laughs> it's a real special day. Yes. Chad's losing the top spot. We've got a limited edition label on show. I'm, I'm about to lose the top spot. Oh, what a day. Making the Margie with a limited edition. I'm terrified. Table. Don't be terrified. All right, let's no, for you. We had some ice on with you. Okay. Okay. So. 75 mils of mix, yeah. 45 mils of tequila, yeah. ice, five shakes, strain it out, garnish on top. However you get there, that's your time. Be messy. Doesn't matter about whatever. <laughs> be clean. Okay. <laughs> no. Don't worry about being clean. We'll go on um, three, two, one, go. Is your hands on the table? Is that the rule? Uh, whatever you want. Hey, get your hand off the bottle. <laughs> 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 All right. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. 75 mils to the top. This is looking fucking dangerous. Here we go. 45 mils of tequila. 
Let's go. Oh, God. Ice. Here we go. Holy shit. Five shakes. One, two, three, four, five. Crack it open. Fuck oh, you! Fuck you! <laughs> no! 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 Oh, my God. Straight it out. Garnish on top. Oh, get to know your story like <laughs> segway <laughs> segway <laughs> I, I, I want to get to know your story like having a, an egyptian fan like an arabic family mm. like at what point did you come out or what point did you know or like obviously being born in australia completely different culture to what your parents grew up mm. in how did your parents treat it like what was because yeah. i've got um family members that like and that's Honestly, the part I was so excited about was I have family members that are in that community that don't know anything about it. Yeah. They don't she, – she knows she's gay. Yeah. But she doesn't – like, I don't know whether she knows a lot about what it actually means, yeah. what, how – all the things that have happened. Yeah. There's a get, history Yeah, the history and how people yeah. – how where we are now yeah. is so far from where we were, but we still have so far to go. Yeah. I, um, I, I can probably say I knew I was gay when I was in high school. And which is a bit later than some, but <laughs> I can say it was gay because uh, my English teacher, it's always the English teacher apparently, but he, I just remember him just being the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, yes. I won't say his name, but he probably is listening. Like, Fucking Christian. <laughs> no, but um, I never really like, I never was able to kind of express it to myself, to my family and um, at all growing up. I only really came out entirely, what's the date? What's the year? 2021. I only came out entirely last year. Really? Oh, the year before, the year before. So 2019. Um, and I'm 25 now. So I... It's a long time. Yeah, very long time. And I, um, kind of growing up, I never really was able to talk about it with my family. Yeah. Uh, my sister, I have three sisters. My youngest sister is... Um, probably the only person that I could have like really, really just expressed it at all times. But yeah. I think because of the rest of the family, it was a bit hard to, yeah. um, but with growing up gay and growing up in like an Arab family, it's definitely very difficult because they've grown up in a very different culture. And that was probably one of the biggest things that I had to kind of accept is that both my parents have grown up in this Jordanian culture where being gay is like, it's a stonable offense. Like you yeah, get stoned yeah. for it. Like, it's and, a literally criminal offense. In yeah, and I'm not. I'm not yeah. sure if it's still like a stoning or stuff. But I, I know in Dubai, like if you're gay, you can get arrested for yeah. that. And like, it's a, it's a very bad thing in their culture. And obviously, them moving here, it's having to accept a Westernized culture. Mm. And um, I grew up, and I didn't really come out until my first year of uni, 
where I met my friend Tasman. Shout out to her. She's yeah. amazing. Um, and I told her, we were walk- I literally remember the walk. We were walking back from a class and she she was like, oh, let's let's admit something. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And she told me some story about uh, her breaking up with like an old old boyfriend. Yeah. And then me, I, I go, I'm gay. And she was like, is that it? And I was like, what? <laughs> that, what do you mean? Is that it? Like, it's the hardest thing I've ever said in my life. And then my 18th birthday, cause I was 17 in uni uh, when I started and my 18th birthday, I came out to a lot of my friends. Yeah. Went to the casino Tuesday night. Five dollar basics, good times. PA bar, PA you know bar, yeah. the spider bar, four dollar basics, yeah. four dollar basics. The, the pros are we used to, me and Tommy used to go all the time, eh? yeah, <laughs> literally. And we used to like snake bites, and, oh fucking snake bites. <laughs> and I used, I got really drunk. My younger sister, who I hadn't come out to yet, has a, uh, she is what you would call, and she's a fag hag. Yeah, like has just loves gays, <laughs> loves them. Just absolutely, uh, just adores them, and um, she came up to me and she was like, took me outside of the casino. Was like, you have something to tell me, and I was like, really drunk. I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And she made me admit that I was gay. Gave me this really amazing talk, being like, like nobody gives a shit anymore. Like, especially in in your friendship group, like they're all gonna accept you, and if yeah. they're not, I'll fucking knock them out. <laughs> she was like, I'll get rid of them. Sister's got you back. Yeah, my sister's <laughs> got my back, and I went out walked out to all my friends and I was like, I'm gay. And it was just a really liberating moment. It was like everyone, was like I remember me and like a few other people like crying about it just because it was such a random, beautiful moment yeah, yeah. that just came out of nowhere. And then um, I came out to my mum the next day because she was driving me and she was like, <laughs> she's got me in a car. She's She knew I can't get away. So she's like, are you gay? <laughs> me like, fuck. I can this so... I was absolutely terrified, but I said, yes, I am. Um, but then I just didn't talk for the rest of the thing. And the car ride got home and thought it was okay because she told me, I'll love you no matter what, that yeah. kind of thing. And then a couple of days later, she came in and um, she came to my room and she was just like, you know, I hope you understand that like this is a very difficult path that you're choosing to go down to is the words that she used. Yeah. And my sisters will obviously knew that she was coming into my room to talk about it. Heard that immediately opened my door and me thinking that, Oh, I came out to my mom and it was the easiest thing I've ever done. And she's fine with it. Suddenly has come into my room and said, you're choosing to go down a really, really difficult path. My sisters heard it, opened the door, grabbed her. And I just like started crying. And that was kind of like the time that I realized, okay, no, don't talk about it in this family. Yeah. Okay. And then that would mean yeah, really difficult. And I was still young. I was especially I was like 18. the liberating moment the night before. Yeah. And then that like a couple of days later. You, you yeah. Know. And you think you're still in you're still in a bit of a high of just being like, oh my God, like that's a pressure weight lifted off my chest that I've never yeah. felt before in my life. But then uh fast forward a couple of years later, I've come out to pretty much everyone except my dad. Yeah. My dad is the one person that I never thought I would ever come out to. And there was a guy that I was dating and I woke up. Um I woke up one day and he was out cooking breakfast or something. I was staying at his house and I woke up and I randomly was just like, I'm going to come out to my dad. And this was just out of nowhere. I hadn't thought about it. I, I hadn't even thought I was going to do it ever. I thought 
to me, I'm never going to do this. And I used to tell myself, I will never, ever come out to my dad until I am prepared to live by myself without his, like, without him being my family. Yeah, yeah. Um, That was something I had to kind of just learn to accept. And I texted him this really big, long text message, and it was just about, um, I hope you can understand that this is who I am. And uh, I've obviously wanted to do this and tell you this my whole entire life, but I found it so difficult because of the things that you've said to me previously. Yeah, yeah. I hope you can understand. I will always, the words I use were, I will always be your son and you will always be my dad. I love you. Let me know what you think. <laughs> and uh, he messaged back and just goes, it's not what I expected, but I will always love you. And that was also just like, a, I just remember literally sitting in that bed and just crying because it was something that I'd spent 20 years of my life just being like, what the, f- what's going to happen? What the fuck is going to happen? Yeah. This moment. Yeah. Like what, what, what is going to happen if I come out to my dad? Like, is he going Scenario, to kill me? Yeah, like scenarios running through your head. Yeah. Like, what's he going to say? What's he going to do? Yeah. yeah. And I think what he did and I think he understood that this is obviously something that he can't change. He's a psychologist. He understands yeah. it. But, um, he obviously gave me that text message I don't think he really is still used to it yet yeah. because it's, he's how, I don't know, he's 50 plus years old and he's going, he's moved from Jordan to this Western country that's suddenly being gay is okay and all these things. So I can only understand that it's going to take a long time for him to change that kind lots of thing. Of, yeah, lots of change. So I will never ever be like, be like, no, you must change now because I'm just like, you grew up differently to me. I grew up in this world. And uh, I would, I wouldn't really say that I'm like comfortable still with talking to it, to him about it. Yeah. But my mum came to me a couple of years later and she was like, I brought it up again. I was like, do you, are you still, do you still think me being gay is like a bad thing? And she goes, <laughs> the quote, this is funny. She goes, uh, not really. Girls are bitches anyway. And after she said that, I was just like, oh, my God, why haven't you not told me this? Like, you told me this like the week after yeah, I told you, not yeah. three years later. Like, how could you do this to me? Um, but, yeah, now I'm just like, to me, going to uni and meeting my friend Tasman was one of those things that kind of helped me go on that journey. And then going back into, like, queer history. Sorry, I really blabbed nah, on go, for a nah, second. Go for it. Uh, going on to queer history. In my last final year of uni, I did photo media, digital media. and um, for my passion project slash final project of the degree, yeah. um, I did Outstanding Queer Youth. That was the title of it. And what I did was I traveled around Australia and I took photos of um, outstanding queer youth that I thought were paving the way for people that didn't understand what it was like to be gay yep. and paving the way for people to um, kind of, you know, be themselves. And I took photos of Cub Sport. Yep. Um, so I did Cub Sport. I did Justine Case, if you remember her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've done, there was just like a couple of other random gay people. I was taking photos at like nightclubs, gay bars and those things, just as kind of like a street photography thing. Yeah. And that was my main research and that was me kind of experimenting and learning who I was because that's how I kind of learned about all, the, all this amazing history behind me. Yeah, yeah. And how I learned how we were able to become so accepted and like it's it's like being – the L being at the start of LGBT, it used to be GL, but the L is there because during the HIV pandemic, yeah, yeah. the lesbians were the ones that were actually there for gay people. 
and helped them pave the way. So as kind of like a thank you, it was like, we're going to put the L at the start. The start and yeah. that's how the, the thank you, yeah, of, and okay. that's why it's LGBT instead of GL, like that kind of thing. There's such a beautiful history behind I, it. I, yeah. I literally, I was like, I said to Red before, I was like, always, like always stuff up the letters in the wrong words. And I said to her, I was like, how do we, like, what does it mean? <coughs> and like, it, it was in passing comment, but, um, and I, she kind of gave me a, a short answer because I, somebody else was coming at me with a, a bucket of ice cream. <laughs> no, that was that was and me. She, and she was, and she was, she's in the middle of trying to get all this stuff done. So she, we kind of, she didn't like kind of give me the whole yeah. answer, but like that explains it perfectly of yeah. why it is in that order. Yeah, and and obviously it it started as LGBT because those were kind of like the the real main terms that a lot of people use. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's why you'll notice, like I've been saying the word queer, because to me queer is like an umbrella term for everyone. Yeah. That kind of falls under this category. But even if you say just LGBT plus, that's okay. Like you can say that. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and like LGBTQIA plus, you could go on. There's so this, many different like letters that you can say. In, yeah. As part of it, like um, I've had Jess kind of like do that education piece of what all those things mean. Because like, you see people walk down the street and they, they wear different pin, like we've done pin badges and stuff, mm. but you see people and it's really iconic to that community of what the pin badges mean. Or like, you know, I saw um, somebody walking down the street the other day with a pin badge on with a flag on. I was like, I don't even know what that flag is. And I quickly Googled it. I knew it was going to be part of the community. And I was like, what, what does it actually mean? And yeah. then straight away I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, yeah. And like, that's a way for people to express themselves or like not have to tell somebody that, yeah. that's, that they are queer or that they, yeah. like, it, they kind of, because the conversation piece I feel makes it's not as awkward. Yeah. Like it feels awkward for straight people. Yeah. Straight people always feel awkward when they have to talk about it or transgender or any of those kind of things when they probably shouldn't. And you guys shouldn't feel awkward either. It exactly. should just be open book, yeah. open slather and everyone should talk yeah. freely instead of being like dodging around questions yeah. or like, oh. it's It's really interesting because it's like, if I go out in public and it's not a gay bar, I would never go up to a random guy and just be like, try and hitting on them because there's still to me, there's a big fear in my eyes. Like I've asked someone out and I've been punched in the face because of it. Yeah. So it's, it's things like that where those kind of things, we're putting a little flag on your, on a badge, that kind of thing is helpful because it, they're doing it because it identifies themselves to other queer people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's their way of somebody else can walk up to yeah. you and just open a conversation with yeah. you versus having that feeling of like, Oh, I'm probably not going to approach that yeah, person exactly. purely based on, Five years ago, I got yeah. punched in the face and I, exactly. don't, I don't want it again. Like, and stopping you mm. talking to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. And going back to Pink Flamingo, like Pink Flamingo, Chameleon, those places are the kind of places that you can just walk up to anyone and do it. Yeah. Cause it's, it's expected that if you walk into that venue, these are the rules. Like you're, everyone here is welcome. Yeah. And I've had, I've walked up to someone and been like, Hey, how's your night? And they've gotten like really aggressive and immediately they got kicked out. And it was like, oh, that good. I can actually feel really safe here. See you bye. Yeah, like see you <laughs> bye. Yeah, have fun. You're a fuckwit. Like see you later. Like, um, but yeah, those badges, I think those badges are very important to specific people. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, when there's obviously like the gay twang that a lot of queer people have, like yeah, yeah. a lot of gay men kind of like talk in a different accent. Yeah. That's kind of their way of identifying themselves as gay and showing that other gay people can talk to them. And that's a, that's part of like history that I've learned is that all these things have come together because of uh, people are wanting to be able to identify themselves to other gay people, 
And it's it's really interesting, and it's a very sad, but it's very beautiful history as well. It it, it is, and I like I still feel, and that's why we've done this, is because we we've done we want to educate people, and I want mm. like I want to learn people's stories, and I don't think people understand how hard it is, like yeah, to come out or to oh, yeah, or to identify or to not identify at all yeah. or like make a choice, but you don't want to make like yeah. You don't, in your heart, you just don't have, you don't want to make a choice. Yeah. You, you want to do what you want. I just, you just want to be kind of like who you are and coming out as a whole, it, it's honestly such an archaic fucking bullshit thing being like, Oh, I have to tell my parents that I'm gay. Like yeah. your parents should have your, have a kid and understand that they can be whatever they're going to be. And but not society's be made a genuine that. fear of that. Exactly. Right. Like it's yeah. a, it's in movies. It's in everywhere. It's in TV shows. Yeah. It's like we've been fine tuned. Yeah, that there is a moment mm-hmm. where you come out and you, oh, I'm gay, but yeah. you actually, yeah, you've been like that your, your whole, whole life. life. Yeah, and in all honesty, it is a really beautiful feeling. Like that day that I came out and like really, I changed as a person. Like yeah. it was ridiculous, and but and also drag bingo performing in drag bingo, performing at Pink Flamingo. These places have all allowed me to kind of grow as a person as well. And if you met me when I was at uni, I was a little bit like flamboyant, that kind of thing. But at the same time, I was like, I was fucking terrified of people even thinking that I was gay. Like terrified, so scared. And nothing had happened to me yet besides growing up. Yeah. And now I'm just like, if people think I'm gay, fuck yeah, good. (laughs) Bring the boys my way. Like, let's go. <laughs> Line them up. <laughs> Seriously. Pucker up, boys. Let's go. This episode is sponsored by our production team. They're working around the clock using the freshest ingredients to make our delicious cocktail mixes for you guys to enjoy. Now back to the episode. Is it, oh, like, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Pucker up, boys. <laughs> Do you feel like, I guess it's kind of nice that you are so heavily involved in this community and can give and guide people that have mm. gone through similar things that you've gone yeah. through now. Like, is it, I feel like younger generation, like Instagram, all these mm-hmm. platforms, they can, they'll express themselves through um, photos and text message mm-hmm. and um, I guess behind a device, but in, but real, in life, real life, it's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. And I actually had um, one of the, Honestly, the most life-changing thing someone has said to me is they came up to me after a show and they said, Christian, I've been following you for about a year now and I hope you can understand that you are paving the way for or helping pave the way for kids that are still trying to understand themselves. And when they said that to me, I was just like, oh, my God, like this is something that would have helped me my entire life is having someone that I could look up to and be like, wow, like especially it's in like media, like any media, Netflix, TV, all that kind of thing. There was never a gay person. Yeah. And if they were, it was that, yeah, it's like, yeah, honey, like that kind of. Do you know what I love? The show? You watch Sex Education? Well, that was the example I was about to say. Yeah. That is the most perfect example of creating a an image of a gay person that shows younger people watching those TV shows that it's okay to be gay. Yeah. And also another thing that I've recently been looking, it's also um, platonic love between like two friends, especially males. Yeah, yeah. Um, the two, the two main characters. They are have they have the most beautiful friendship. Yeah, and it's just like a platonic, amazing best friends. It's such a like, I, it's one of the shows that I was like, I was when I watched it, I was like, 
this is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like it is showing all aspects of everything. Everything. Like even, even the extras in the background, there's so much detail in it. Kids will be like the characters will be walking through the schoolyard, two girls kissing, two guys kissing. Like yeah. so, <laughs> so many things are going on that you don't even realize. Kiss it like they like two guys kissing in the middle of the plate, like in the middle of yeah. the front of the school and exactly. stuff like that. Stuff that would never in a yeah. million years be shown, or like I personally would have never seen that at school. Yeah, like literally, it would, like like it's like our age, like you never. Yeah, and it's 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 beautiful for that because it's that is going to be the thing that shows younger kids that they can just be whoever they want. Especially fucking school. Oh, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Like school was, I went to a Catholic school. (laughs) A little gamey. I went to a Catholic school and and it was kind of scary because you walk around and so many, when you're at a Catholic school, not barely any of the kids are actually Catholic. They're all, Ashes, my parents like. Parents made the decision. Um, I used to spend my lunches at high school, like in the drama, uh, in the drama room, which is just this massive hall, just because to me it was like, oh, I can kind of just be myself, be quiet, and like not have to talk to anyone, or like accidentally slip. And I remember my high school best friend. I kind of told him that I had a crush on him, and then he just stopped being my friend after that. And that was kind of another thing that was just like, okay. No, don't yeah, talk about stop, it. don't talk about it. So yeah. these TV shows and that kind of thing that show that you can talk about it is oh, honestly beautiful. School was horrible. Like yeah. I, I, there was a um, a guy in my grade and he he kind of like it was, he did it at assembly. Like he told a couple of people at assembly. Amazing. And then it just went crazy. Mm. But then fuck the bullying started on the poor guy. Yeah. Like, Man, it was brutal. Like, yeah, literally. And he was such a nice guy. Yeah. Like such a- It's always the nice ones as well. Like, and it's, it's, it's interesting because looking back at high school now and seeing how there's, there were so many gay people in my school. Yeah. <laughs> and you had no idea because I think we were all going through the same thing of, I could never tell anyone. Like I would, I was in drama and people would use, call me the F, fl- F slur all the time. Me slurring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many cookies. <laughs> um, yeah. Like I would still be called the F slur because I love drama and I love singing and I was not a sporty guy, that kind of thing. So it's, it's really, really awesome to see how the world has changed, even just in a matter of 10 years. Yeah. And I'm so incredibly proud of myself for being a part of help pave that way. If that makes sense, mate, absolutely does. Uh, like on it, like I went on your Instagram um, the other day when Kirsten said we're having you on. I was like, "Fuck, this is sick. <laughs> this is just a dude having a good time yeah. doing what he wants, where yeah. how he <laughs> like, wants to fucking do it." Yeah, like I could, I probably like two years ago it would be su- such a different story, but now it's just like I don't, I do not give a shit. I'm just doing my thing. <laughs> I'm just doing my thing. Do you think this is like with the campaign we're doing? Um, you know, stand up be strong, basically show who you are, like be proud of who you are. Is there anything you can hope from the community to be like, how do we stand up as a group? How do you, how do people stand up? How do they show their pride? How do they, how do we be supportive to you guys? Like that's the one of the things is as somebody as a, as a straight male, like I want to be educated. I want to know more, but how do we support? Like what's the best way Mm. for individuals to support? Um, as an individual, it's a, I think it's just a matter of like just being welcome to everything and every everyone that comes into your life. Like I've had some of my straight friends that I have 
that are so okay and it's normal for me to just be talking about, oh, my boyfriend or, or the guy that I was seeing, that kind of thing. It's so normal for them that they don't even like wince at it, whereas there's specific people you talk to and they will be like, oh, like don't talk about that. Yeah. I think it's okay. a matter of just treating everyone as a normal human. Everyone is individuals and, and who they are and what yeah. they are. And this brand as a whole, what you guys, what, what this brand is doing is so incredible. Like that is showing that that support and actually outwardly putting and marketing a whole damn margarita mix with a brand new label and everything, putting that effort in, putting the money in. That is so incredible that a brand is even doing that. Like, and obviously it should be normalized. Like it's a, it's, it's a normal thing to be helping and marketing that it's okay to be you. Yeah. But that you're outwardly going out of the way, doing this month long pod, like podcast every single week, that kind of thing. That's you guys are doing more than it's enough. kind of one of those things. Like when you, when we sat down and we discussed it as a business and we're like, I was like, I think we have to do this. We have a voice. We need to use it. We need to. And as a, as a brand, mm. you kind of go through the process of, uh, you know, what could be the kickback or yeah. what, what could be, what happens if someone says this about us or yeah. whatever. It is. And we all kind of sat there and was like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, this is our voice. This is, what we what we believe in this is what we support mm -hmm. let's like actually try and yeah. make some change and like educate people yeah there's there's some and like talking about like backlash that kind of thing there's sometimes where brands try to be supportive of queer history month or pride month mm. and there have there's a video it's fucking hilarious and it's this this girl trying to be a brand that is fake trying to be for yeah, Pride yeah, Month. Okay. And it's like, hi, gay. We are sashaying away with these. Di it's, it's trying to just make oh as many. It's it's a joke. Like the, the whole yeah, video yeah. is a joke, but it's exactly how some brands are. It's like. Uh, you can see through it. Like yeah, you can just see. It's so funny. And it's it's the fact that you've got, you, you have people on your team that are researching and doing the research behind it shows that you are actually putting the effort in and you're not a fake brand. Like I think the one thing for us internally as a business is the education of yeah. all of every, everyone's coworkers. Yeah, definitely. Like we had, we had Jess like stand up. Mm. She gave me this presentation. She's like, this is why I've designed it. This, I was like, I was like, don't just, I don't want just a rainbow on the label. Like, tell me why, like, yeah. give me, get inspired by like, yeah. there's so many Queer, cool colors, artists, like artists, amazing yeah. artists. There's so many cool colors. Yeah. There's so many other things besides the rainbow flag that mean things to these people. Yeah, like yeah. design something and then like mm. tell me why and mm -hmm. give give me the history. And then we yeah. had her pitch it to the whole business. Sick. And everyone like, it was pretty weird. I missed out because my daughter needed to go to the toilet. But it, like I could hear the <laughs> roar. I could dead set hear the roar. Like she was like, yeah. this is it. This is the label. The whole, like, well. There was like 60 people in the, in the staff Sick. room just going, ah, yeah. like, and then everyone was coming up to her and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. We're so happy. We, yeah. Like we kept it a, a bit of a surprise for everyone, but like this crew from production coming up was like, man, this is so cool. I'm so happy we're doing mm -hmm. this. Thanks so much. Like from a business point and having a voice and all that kind of stuff. So it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, um, and she, oh, she would have felt so good as well. Yeah, she would have been like, oh my god, she was like, hella nervous. Eh? <laughs> just, just, Red was hella nervous. Yeah. It? All right, we're gonna play a little game. Okay. We got another little cocktail here, little Cosmo number. I've almost finished mine, and we haven't even started. <laughs> Plenty more where that came from. The shake up card game is it? Is it online still? We sold out. First batch sold out. We got another big batch coming. I want one. Big batch coming for summer. Looks special. Never have I ever pack. Mm-hmm. We've given you a couple of questions. You've gone through them. They're good. You haven't told me the answer. No. 
But I'm going to let you choose. Oh, God. And then you have to tell me if you've done it. So, choose a card. Make your left. Oh, shit, really? (laughs) 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 Never have I ever inappropriately texted the wrong person. I have. Um, I think most people have done this. Yeah, but it can be it can be on the vo- on the verge of cringe or really bad. And um, I think it's quite funny to me. Okay, honest. let's go. So, uh, I was. This was during. How do I make this as like incognito as possible? Like, <laughs> no names. No. <laughs> no scene. Like, You'll no know who you are. Um, literally. Um, so I had been. Kind of like not seeing, but just like sleeping with someone. And they, I was like having a chat to them and they sent me a photo and I was like, I'll send one back to them. But during that time was a time that I ha- I was having a lot of contact with someone that was, I was working on a job with very, like a lot. So yeah. I had to text them literally every second of the day, update them on what I, like what was happening, that kind of thing. And I sent a photo to the guy thought I sent a photo to the guy <laughs> and and I get this like silence back and I call him and I was like hey did you get the photo he was like no what are you talking about me oh fuck and I immediately go to my text messages and I look and I've <laughs> it's like a full like I'm I'm there's no cock in it <laughs> but I'm completely naked and my hand is over my junk and I've just sent this photo to the director of this job that I've been working on. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I can only imagine the absolute heart flutter I, that I, came over at that point in time. I had like a manic episode. It was, it was like full manic episode. But so here's a bit of a twist for you. It's a, it's a good twist. It's a good twist. The person that I accidentally texted to had been trying to like I think they'd been trying to send like hints here and there kind of thing. So I'm glad that it was that director because if I had sent it to anyone else, I probably would have lost my job like that. But because it was him, it was like, okay, no, it's okay because he'd like tried to get photos off me before. So it was like really water off the duck's back. Like, thank God. (laughs) But still proper laughing fit. Yeah, fuck. Crying hilarity in my house. Just like. Enjoy. <laughs> That's such. Oh my god! I want to ask you another one. Cause yeah, go for one. it. I feel like I got a few good stories. You do. All right, we're gonna do one more. Give me like a random one. I feel like you want a random one. Ah, oh, it's a bit scary. Yeah. All right, I'm another scared. question. Kirsten's gonna pour you a drink first. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I got a good one. Maybe yeah. There's, okay. Uh, never have I ever had a cringe-worthy wardrobe malfunction. Um. So flamboyance. This happened a couple of months ago. I basically in the finale of Flamboyance, it's called Spaced Out. I wear a, like, it's a white underwear, like a, tr- a brief. Are they yeah, called yeah. the triangles? Briefs. Briefs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A white, it's like a white brief that no shirt, a back. It's, it's like a full weird, sexy kind of like, <laughs> it's not that sexy. Um, <laughs> it's like a, it's anyway, I'm in briefs. Did the whole show, did the whole like dance. Um, went backstage and I was looking in the mirror and I was like, my nut is out. (laughs) I had done done like a whole finale with my nut 
out like my right nut. Holy and it's shit. not subtle at all. Like it was like just there. It very was just nutty. like very <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I've like I've fully done a yeah, a little bit of a show with my nut out. Holy yeah. shit. Did anyone bring it up? I don't know if anyone saw it. I'm sure people saw it. Nobody in the cast brought it up. Brought it up. I brought it up. I was like, my my fucking nuts beat out, guys. Everyone. Like backstage. <laughs> when you're backstage, everyone's a bit like everyone's nude. Everyone's yeah, just yeah, like no one weird cares shit that, happens. Yeah, yeah. But I went backstage and I was like, did anyone notice that my testicle was out? <laughs> they were like, no. <laughs> Me. <laughs> like, good. that's gay. Like, <laughs> Mate, thank you so much for coming in, yeah. sharing your story, not beating me. You're a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just not beating me. Drink on you. Where can people, because um, you got Instagram at Chris Nims. Yes. N-I-M-S. Yes. Um, go see... Flamboyance. Mm-hmm. What, what nights it on? Uh, every Sunday. It's not a night. It, it's turned into a brunch now. Oh, so fucking better. It's, Send it into I the think, night. Yeah, it's like I think it's like sixty five dollars, and there's like a massive platter that you can go and like feast on, and then they bring out like I think they bring out like gnocchi and other foods throughout the show as well. Sick. So it's like a full. Like they have food there it's now. It's, it's fucking great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it starts at twelve I'm and coming. finishes by three. Book some tickets. Yeah. And you just go to Google Pink Flamingo to yeah. find tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pink Flamingo. Drag Bingo. Yep. What night? Every Wednesday at Miami Marquetta. Miami Marquetta. Book us a table. Fuck oath. Oh, actually, yeah. Let me let me see if I can. Let's go. Yeah. Gang, gang. 100% go. But follow Christian on Chris Nims on Instagram. Do you have Facebook or anything like that? Just, just, just hit him up on the Insta. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for story. inviting me. Thanks for the cocktails. Mate, absolute pleasure. I think, we, I think we're going to have a couple more after this. Oh, yeah. I'm changing. <laughs> let's let's go. Yeah, let's Wait, go. I got an Uber in. Let's <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Anytime. Educating us. Um, honestly, amazing. Mm. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for, as a brand, promoting and being able to kind of like allow this conversation to be so normalized. How fucking legendary is that? It has to be normalized moving forward. On that, we are we're gonna send a we're gonna send a letter to the I don't even know who it is, the government. Jess has got it all sorted, but as a business, like when all this conversation came up, Mm -hmm. the census that's just gone out had male or female. Oh yeah, I I saw a lot of this happening. Yeah. Like absolute madness. Like as it yeah, absolute madness and Explaining that, like, X amount of, like, people have been told in Australia, you are this, that, mm-hmm. like, putting in putting people putting into, into categories, yeah, yeah. yeah, putting into categories in a box mm-hmm. by our government. Yeah. That, Madness. The, I don't know. The whole census was kind of like, it didn't even give you an option to say no religion. Yeah. So it was like, I know that that whole census was. Atheist. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, like atheist, like, but yeah. that still puts you in the category. It puts of you in the category, yeah. Like so, that allows them to kind of keep funding those things. That are, yeah, it's mad. Census anyway, is pretty weird. But yeah, it's so weird. But but I had a lady turn up at my house and be like, "Hey, you haven't filled in your census. Like, oh, who are you? you? In, you get I'm Jan from the census. You're Great, gonna get a fine if you don't fill in. Thanks, anyway, Jan. Fuck off. Like, that kind of shit, I think, has to stop. Yeah. Um, in our country, in our governments, and yeah, um, like. That's what we want to do. We want to make mm. change. We want to push forward and continue on all the hard work that our ancestors have done to, to come this far. Yep. We want to keep going, keep pushing forward. How good. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers.
Let's go. Ew. Cheers. Cheers, boy. That's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, leave a review. Go show the Shake Up some love and stay connected. Don't forget you can watch all of our episodes on YouTube. Also, jump over to our Shake Up Cocktail Gang Facebook page where you can find out who's coming up on the podcast. And if you've got questions for them, I'll ask the bloody questions. You can also use the code SHAKEUP for 10% off on mrconsistent.com.au. Thank you so much for listening. And just remember, shit, that's fresh.